0: Good
1: afternoon and welcome. Well, as you heard in Bob's News, Treasury Board President Peter Bethlen Falby is set to unveil the annual expenditure estimates at one o'clock this afternoon. And We are about to find out exactly what that means for the programs we all count on. The unions representing a wide range of Ontario's public sector workers, from teachers to nurses to hospital janitors, fear that legislation to freeze or limit their wages is on the way. And Mr. Bethlenfalvy has acknowledged that public sector compensation needs to be, quote, moderated. So, to get his take on it, we go to... Treasury Board President Peter Bethlen-Falvey, who is the MPP for Pickering-Uxbridge. Hello, thanks for joining us.
2: My pleasure, Libby.
1: So the unions are all uh, worried that you are set to legislate uh, limits to their compensation increases. Is that right?
2: Well, you'd have to ask them. Um, I, we've been, we announced uh, in early April... Uh, consultation process to uh, ask them to come and give us their best ideas um, to meet with us uh, all the, the unions the bargaining agents and and our employers uh, to engage in good faith discussions to to help um, uh, figure out how to uh, as you said moderate compensation you know uh, that's that's the process that's been going on and you know, we're part way through the process and that will continue
1: from your point of view how is that process going?
2: Uh, just fine. Uh, just fine. You know, uh, many have come to the table. Uh, many have uh, given uh, suggestions. We had a, a list of questions um, to, to, to get their input. Uh, and that's going to continue on for a couple more weeks. So it's been a month and a half, almost two months uh, from the start. So, uh, so they're, they're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're partway through the process. We're going to continue on like we said we would. And that's an important uh, part of the consultation.
1: According to some of the union people that we've spoken to, they're basically saying these consultations are a sham uh, in order for the government to avoid a a constitutional challenge of limiting the compensation.
2: Well, that's uh, those are their words. They wouldn't be my words uh, at all. Um, But what we have been saying, and we launched our budget a few uh, about a month ago. Uh, we're investing in the things that matter most to the people of Ontario. Uh, we're, we're making sure we have the investments and the funding in place for our core services such as health care. We're increasing the investments this year in health care to the highest level they've ever been in the province of Ontario. We're increasing the investments this year, from last year to the, in education, the highest levels that uh, we've ever uh, we've ever seen in the province. Because these are the things, you know, when I when I go through uh, my riding in Pickering-Uxbridge, that those are the things that really matter to the people of uh, Pickering and Uxbridge. Uh, also, transit, we announced uh, for the GTA the largest uh, ever public transport and investment, 28 billion so we can get people moving in in the city and beyond. uh, So that's what I'm, I'm hearing.
1: But how do you limit uh, public uh, collective bargaining is protected under the charter of rights. So how do you put a cap on it?
2: Well, uh, we didn't say we would. And all we said is we want to uh, listen to our uh, bargaining agents, to our employers and and get their, uh, their ideas because, uh, you know, I've been in business uh, 30 years. The best way you get to a place that works for everyone is to listen, have dialogue, consult. Uh, but I don't want to speculate on any outcomes at this point. We've got a process, and we're going to stick with that process.
1: Now, it's really interesting. I'm looking at a table from the last five years, and granted, uh, it was different before then, but according to what I'm seeing here, that in the last five years, the wage settlements for public sector workers have actually been considerably less than those in the private sector.
2: You know, what we're focused on um, right now is that we inherited a broken health care system, an education system. Uh, from the previous Liberal government, with mass scores plummeting for grade three and grade six, and we inherited a financial system where the the previous government was spending forty million dollars more a day than they were taking in. the The interest expense on the debt, just the debt, is thirty five million dollars a day. Uh, the, these are staggering and sobering numbers, and we got elected on. Uh, commitment to, to take action and, and we, we, we are, we've tabled it, our plan and our budgets there for everyone to see. The estimates today will give, as you mentioned at the outset, will give a lot more detail, uh, to those numbers. And we think we've put together a very reasonable, pragmatic, uh, five-year plan to pat the balance and uh, while preserving, uh, the frontline programs and services and workers in a way that, uh, invests additional funds in things that matter most like I said the healthcare system and our education system.
1: Well, speaking of frontline workers uh, according to the president of QP Ontario his members earn on average $40,000 a year and their pay increases have fallen short of inflation in the past decade.
2: Well, you know, we, we support the uh, we support the workers uh, the frontline workers uh, the people delivering the services, the programs um, and that's why we're, we're doing the work that uh, we're doing to, 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 to provide the fiscal plan to be sustainable so we can afford um, wages and compensation, which represent over half of government expenditures. Uh, let me remind you, the biggest cut, and your listeners, uh, the biggest cut to frontline expenditures, frankly, is the interest expense, that $35 million a day that goes to Bondholders, it doesn't go to one worker, it doesn't go to one hospital, it doesn't go to one new program, it doesn't go to one new school. So, uh, the previous government really ran up the debt on the previous, uh, uh, the previous government on the credit card of Ontarians, and you know the, we we have to uh, we we have to be uh, frank and honest with the people of Ontario. They elected us to uh, to be serious about taking action in a way that's uh, compassionate, a way that supports the front lines, so supports the programs and services. And I think that's That's exactly what we've delivered.
1: Well, I look forward to having a closer look when you table this legislation. But before we let you go, are you surprised at all the strife and the protest every time you do come out with uh, one of the cuts or holding the line?
2: Well, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, surprised that... uh, you know that um, that the previous government and all those who where were they protesting the the financial uh, debt that was put on 200 billion dollars of uh, increased debt and i you know i asked the question over the last 15 years what did we get for 200 billion dollars of debt uh, did, did our healthcare system double in quality did our transit double in and sort of roads and and uh, trans, public transit built did our economy double I think the answer is clearly no, and uh, that's why we got elected with uh, a clear mandate to to get the job done in a way that's very uh, caring and supportive of frontline uh, programs and services and people who deliver those.
1: okay, thank you so much for being with us, Peter Bethlen falvey President of the pres- the Treasury Board. We appreciate your time. my pleasure thank you bye 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 okay, people. I'm going to give out. The numbers, uh, do you agree with him that the cuts announced so far are being done in the best way possible? Or are you angry about some of these things? And do you think they should at least try to uh, legislate a cap on the increases for public sector workers? Collective bargaining is protected by the Charter of Rights and Freedom, so I'm not sure how that would go. Anyway, what do you think? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 740 4740 And right now, we are going to Harvey Bishop, who is the president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Harvey, hi, thanks for joining us.
3: Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to be here.
1: Okay, you were listening to the Treasury Board President. What uh, is your reaction to what he had to say?
3: Well, you know, in, it's w- the first thing that's evident to me is that uh, Mr. Bethlehem-Felvey tells um, less than half of the story. Um, so he he um, pays some attention to the expenditure side of the ledger um, and makes no reference whatsoever to, um, to to the asset side, to the to, you know to the incoming uh, revenue side of the ledger, um, he doesn't mention that uh, that you know the debt is caused in part. By and the deficit caused in part by um, a reduction in uh, in corporate income and in, in corporate tax rates. For example, um, you know over the last ten years they've gone down by two and a half percent. The general the general corporate income tax rate um, that's obviously taken billions of dollars off of off of the uh, income side of the ledger. He doesn't mention that his own government decided that uh, a tax cut for the wealthy uh, they thought would be a good idea. Um, and as a former co-president of the Dominion Bond Rating Service Mr. Bethenfoldy should have seen coming exactly what happened which was that Ontario's debt was downgraded while he was in office um and therefore the interest uh, expenses that he talked about uh, at the end of your conversation become more expensive um in you know, so, so he, he pays attention, as I say, to half of the ledger, um, refuses to pay attention to the other half, and um, I don't think ever gave you a direct answer to your queries about um, uh, his, his uh, intention to, uh, as he puts it, moderate uh, public sector uh, nope. salary increases, when in fact um, they have been running significantly behind Ontario at the Ontario average.
1: Uh, Yeah, for the last five years anyway, are you afraid that, uh, do do you view the uh, consultations the way that some of the other unions do as a, quote, sham?
3: Um, Let me put it this way. What we have done is we've attended those consultations and we've made it very clear that there is an appropriate way to deal with questions of salary increase and every other matter that resides within a collective agreement, which is to get to a negotiating table and bargain those things. There's a a well-regulated process in place. It's governed by, uh, by, you know, a couple of different acts in, in our case. Um, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, an appropriately uh, orderly and balanced process, and that's where these things should be worked out. The, the, the consultations on this uh, really serve no purpose.
1: So uh, have you, he said some of the unions have given him, quote, constructive suggestions, so I'm uh, gathering from what you say that you have not done that
3: oh on the, on the contrary with regard to the to the to the the compensation uh consultations we've had uh, you know not a great deal to say there, because there's an appropriate venue for that, and that's collective bargaining. Um, with regard to uh, the expenditure, uh, you know, government expenditures, when they talked about efficiencies, we gave them several areas where um, they could find uh, money that could be better redirected into frontline services within education. Um, you know, we told them we deal with an unnecessarily expensive grievance arbitration process that, you know, spends a lot of money on, on lawyers and, and arbitrators uh and could be streamlined it could be more efficient we told them the school board's collective bargaining act is cumbersome and unnecessarily costly and they could make changes there and and it would improve efficiencies um and and they they simply wouldn't look at that we told them the uh, the uh, the EQAO um, standardized testing of ontario's students is again um you know it, it's inefficient it's costly and it produces really no value for money said at the very least that can be substantially minimized they didn't look at that in, instead what they did in fact was uh change change the chair uh, the chair salary of EQAO from a $5,000 stipend to a $140,000 a year um full-time job um so you know some of these things that they do are um really quite mystifying when they're claiming on the other hand that there are there are issues with uh, with government expenses
1: hmm. interesting uh, let's take a couple of calls we've got Robin in Mono hi robin oh hello Oh
4: right. uh, yes. Oh well, I guess you're a healthcare I, worker. I guess I'm a frustrated um I'm a healthcare worker. I have been in the healthcare system for almost 33 years. Um I was a registered practical nurse when I first came out of uh college, went back to school, became a records practitioner. And you know, I guess it's the public that really doesn't understand really People seem to think that healthcare workers are overpaid. Well, I'm going to tell you, I were I make under thirty dollars an hour. I have to go to school for thirty six hours every three years. If I don't get those hours in, I don't have a job. I have to pay my my registration dues every single year, which are they could add up to just under a thousand dollars a year for me to work. For us to make what we make, we, I pay union dues, yes, which is, which comes off of my pay. I don't make over an abundance of money what people think we do. And you guys, they need us. They need us in the healthcare field. And I'm going to be 55 this year. I'm, I think I'm going to leave the healthcare field because this is very frustrating for us healthcare workers. We're not getting paid the money we should be. And yet, we have to be educated. We have to keep up with our education. And people just don't seem to get it. You want good health, you want good workers, you have to pay us. I just got a raise. 49 cents I got this year. Wow. That was my raise. So, really, we're not getting paid so much what people think we
1: are. You know, Robin? If they're going to give us more cuts, you're going to have less and less good workers. Robin, thank you so much for your perspective. Thanks. I appreciate it. Let's thank go you. to Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill.
5: Hi. You know, every time Ford does anything, everybody whines and complains, especially the public sector unions. I've had enough of them. I belong to a private sector union, and my company dictates what the way it's going to be, and my union has basically nothing to say about it. But wh- where are we going to cut? You know, you got teachers making a hundred thousand dollars a year for getting a BA in English and spending a year in teachers. Is college.
1: that is that is that right, uh, Harvey Bishop?
3: Uh, it's it's somewhat lower than that, in fact.
5: It's, okay, okay. Well, w- what's somewhat? Am I in the ballpark?
3: Yeah, about about uh, right now about $95,000 a year okay, for well, a teacher okay. who has I'm for post- a teacher who has finished uh, 6 years of education of post-secondary education um who has gone through the process of getting hired permanently which now takes years as you make your way through the occasional teacher uh, ranks and who has then reached that after typically a 10 or 12 year um salary grid. So, um is that an exorbitant amount of money after after that many years of of education um, and taking that long to get to the top of the salary grid. Um, when you know, for an example, at apprenticeships are typically four or five years, and they shouldn't be longer. I'm absolutely not suggesting that. But but for a teacher to get to the top of the salary grid, typically ten. To a dozen, to a dozen years. Um, you know, is that so much when you consider over the last 10 years, teachers' salaries have in fact fallen six and a half percent behind the rate of inflation. So their buying power now is six and a half percent lower than it was a decade ago. Um, those are the realities of public sector salaries despite whatever the public perception might be.
5: Well, okay, and it's like the friend of mine that gets his daughter through University of Toronto where he has to get a tutor to teach her in math so she can actually get a, a, a 50% grade 12 to get into the U to get a, a BA in English, but because he knows somebody in the, the, the union, the teacher's union, that get her a job making $95,000 a year.
3: So I, I know the way. Yeah, the in, is, in fact, the I, teacher union doesn't is, hire, doesn't hire is, a school boards do hiring. So I'm not, I'm, no, that I, seems to me okay, a bit of, I a, don't, a, bit of okay, a side we,
1: issue. Uh, okay, Bill, I think we get your pers- perspective. Uh You think that uh, the public sector salaries should be cut back, correct?
5: I do. That could okay. build hospitals, that could build schools, that could take care of elderly people. It could do so much. At what point, how, can you run, can, can Zuma run their business like the way the Ontario government runs theirs? Uh,
3: I don't think so.
1: That's a rhetorical question, Bill. Thanks for your call. We are running out of time on this. Harvey Bischoff, what would you like to leave us with?
3: Well, I guess I guess this. Um, despite a public perception and, and, uh, Mr. Bethlehem Falvey's claim, um, that there's been some sort of uh, exorbitant public sector salary increases. It simply isn't the case. In fact, salaries have gone backwards compared to inflation. Um, not something that I say proudly, I have to tell you as the, as the head of a union. Um, but that's, but that's the reality. Um, there's a process for this. It's collective bargaining. That's where the matter ought to, ought to be sorted out. And in fact, that's why we serve notice to bargain wanted to sit down with the government. Um, and they've managed to grant us two hours at this point and nothing more to get together. So I, I um you know, I, I'm not seeing their commitment to good faith negotiations to dealing with this issue at all.
1: OK, well, I have a hunch we're going to be hearing a lot more about this from both sides. Harvey Bishop, president of the OSSTF, thank you so much for being with us.
3: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.